this is the Book Table podcast, your audio book club with me, Sophie, and I'm joined by Fee. Hello. And Annie. Hi. So, this is our... <laughs> Sorry, that was like a song. You okay? <laughs> burst into song. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is our... On New Year's Eve episode, we're recording it on the 28th, but it'll be up on the 31st, and as it is New Year's, uh, these two, uh, Fee and Annie, are both drinking wine, uh, so if they are more chatty or giggly or just... Today it's the book's pub table. Chin chin. Yeah. Or just chaotic in general, It that that's why. So uh, I apologise in advance. I am a non-drinker, so I'm the only... The responsible one. That's why she's in charge today. I'm the responsible yeah. adult. <laughs> yeah. The sane one. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay, so as this... Yeah. As this will be our last episode of 2021, we just kind of wanted to do uh, a book wrap-up, really, a wrap-up of the books that we've read, things that we've enjoyed, and just book trends in general from 2021. Um, so the first thing we were going to do is actually just a bit more generally, like, how were your guys's 2021s, like... Outside Oof. of books, just kind of, Oof. yeah. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> it was a heavy one. <laughs> the better or worse than 2020? Yeah, that's the thing. 2020 was like, it, it, it made you get your lower your standards of, <laughs> of, of the year. And then 2021, everybody's like, oh my gosh, it's 2021. We're getting vaccinated. We're going to get out there. No, we've realized actually we like staying inside. And, and now I just feel a lot of FOMO. I had a surprisingly good 2021. 2021 was all about low expectations and coping strategies. And I pulled it off, you know? Well done. Thank you. The only survivor of 2021, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I also moved back to Ireland yeah. in 2021. Um, so. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's nice. You still haven't seen normal people, have you? No, I still haven't seen normal people. I back when I was stuck in England and theoretically working in Ireland, I couldn't see normal people because I thought it would remind me too much of Dublin. Mm. But then by the time I got back to Ireland, I was like, oh, everyone's moved on and I kind of don't like Sally Rooney novels that much anymore. I feel like twen- that normal people was part of that first lockdown vibe that we all yeah. went through. You know, Tiger King normal people banana bread um dalgona coffee those sorts of tiktok those sorts of things animal crossing it it was a it was an era it was a moment and i kind of want want to get back to that not a lockdown but (laughs) but i just want to feel i don't know i don't know i feel like we no longer have like when i think back to those first months I, i just remember like doing no work like, I was very much like, oh, well, my work is self-directed, but the world's ending, so who cares? And it yeah. took me, like, a good do- two months to learn how to do my work in lockdown. And also, like, it felt like an emergency. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, but it was an emergency, I, yeah. I don't know if you guys know this. When I moved out to Ireland the first time, my parents got rid of the bed in my childhood bedroom and replaced it with a sofa <laughs> chair. With like no. a chair bed yeah so I came back when the world started ending um and for the first three months of lockdown I slept on a sofa chair 
so uncomfortable. And that really did give it the vibe of this as an emergency, you know? Because I was sleeping on basically a camp bed and turning my bed back into a chair every morning. Annie. They really said, Annie's gone, let's party. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's not quite as good as when I went to university and they changed the locks, but you know. No. It was a coincidence, but a very funny coincidence. (laughs) Was it funny at the time, though? (laughs) (laughs) It was only funny because I got into the car, Dad came to pick me up from the no dad dad must have driven to pick me up and as no i i like i came home for a visit it wasn't even christmas so i got went home the train dad came to pick me up from even from hmm. dad came to pick me up from the station and handed me a new key and he was like yeah no the locks have been changed and i was like if you hadn't given me this key i would have really got the message you know <laughs> <laughs> oh Anyway, how was yours, Soph? I know, I, just because I basically spent, what was it, seven months just, no, nine months just working from home pretty constantly. So, oh, like, in 2021, it was, like, just very contained, I guess. I was just, like, in my house working out of my bedroom all the time. Things didn't start getting kind of, like, I guess, interesting until the summer when I, like, finally started going into the office and meeting my co-workers for the first time in person because I joined in October 2020 and I was there for two weeks and then we all got sent home from the offices so it was like it it was a very funny experience because I'd be like hi to all these new people and then I'd be like don't get used to me I'm leaving in like a month my contract's always up to meet you anyway it was just a very strange experience like I've now started two jobs like in COVID lockdowns and it's just I know a couple of people who have started at least one job in lockdown and um, there is a sense of I think unreality about it yeah like last week was my first week at my new job my line manager had COVID so she wasn't around and I was going to go on leave for Christmas so I just kind of like came into most of the meetings and just said hi to people everyone was Mm -hmm. like we'll like meet you properly in the new year probably I was like yeah yeah Sometimes you just have to be like, oh, I don't have the bandwidth to meet you now. Come back Mm -hmm. in January. (laughs) Yeah, this is beyond my current capacity. We'll we'll see. We'll circle back in a couple of weeks. Oh, how how much have we been reading in twenty twenty one? Like, did we did we read more with lockdowns and stuff? Or I didn't read more with lockdowns, but I read more this year because I read so much more this year. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Because the thing is, when you lose your commute, you lose reading time, which huh. is what I found out. Because I was on, I would commute on the trains a lot. And actually, it was a ridiculous train journey. Yeah. But anyway, we move on. And I would read a lot during then. But then when lockdown came, I had to learn like how to drive into work because I, I was still going into yeah. work because of key worker. Um, and I lost a lot of reading time. I just could never bring myself to go to read a book. I know I set myself in, in 2020 a goal of reading 15 books mm. and it just uh it it did happen but like with a struggle. Yeah. But this year I didn't set myself any goals or reading goals, but I know I've read more, which is mm. which I feel very proud of. So 
and I attribute that to this podcast really so thank you podcast huh. I I also discovered something where I've always set myself ambitious reading goals and not quite met them or often mm. really not like <laughs> most years it's like oh I want to read 50 books this year and I'll read 30 or 40 which is not bad um but <laughs> oh I'm sorry. sorry I promised myself I wasn't gonna do that <laughs> Keep I only read 15 books. books. That was wow. a struggle for me. <laughs> Annie. Oh, I, I, I mean, I didn't really get around to the 30, 40 books. I mean, I read 50. Like, oh, I swore I wasn't going to. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say the number for this year. No, it's tell me. us the number. We're just not on the same level. Listeners, can you tell <laughs> who took the English degree and who didn't? <laughs> but what I discovered about this year is I read more. Like previously, I've been very sort of hoity-toity about, oh, I want to read man book of books. I want to read this. I want to read that. What I've discovered this year is if I let myself read what I want to read, I will naturally read those mm. books, but I'll just read a lot of other books as well. So I found, like, I, I have not read all highfalutin books this year. I've read all of the Harry Potters again. I read a lot of the Percy Jackson books again. Um, I read, yeah, I read a lot of um, romance novels and like summer reads and that's amazing. But that actually kept me reading. And when I'm motivated to read, I will read that stuff. But I will also read, I read more good quality fiction and sort of high highbrow and lowbrow fiction when I read more full stop. So it's like, I think that's a really important lesson that I've learned this year. I will read more by reading more. I don't have to like, worry about what I'm reading if I let myself like I also I read audiobooks this year and I yeah. reread books this year previously I'd be like oh no rereading a book that doesn't count and now I'm like no everything counts reading is reading I've listened to my first audiobook fully oh. this year which was for Once Upon a River because I was so behind <laughs> that I was like I need to catch up through audiobooks <laughs> yeah. but I really enjoyed the experience I also I definitely read more for this because of this podcast so like I think I've said this before and this has been very apparent in like our uh book news episodes but I didn't really read much like the only reading that I did sort of when I was at uni because I was doing an English degree but I basically stopped reading for mm. fun like reading became a thing that I did study and I found reading hard for the first time in my life because I was very stressed at uni all the time so I found it hard to get through books that in school I would have zipped through in a couple days so I just kind of lost reading for fun I read a lot more comics mm -hmm. but I didn't read a lot of books until I started listening to audiobooks when I was writing my essays because I can't tell you how this works but if I put on a, like a kid's audiobook in the background I can research and write essays really effectively and I feel like I shouldn't be able to do that but I could so like I, that slowly started getting me back into like listening to audiobooks and that's something I picked up when I was working from home as well like yeah it's like just put an audio no one knows I'm in my room I'm listening to an audiobook no one knows mm -hmm. <laughs> you can't stop me um but yeah then this like then the podcast has definitely got me back into like actually reading books regularly like once a month has been a nice yeah. goal that I've set myself out like I'll read one book a month with our book club and that's a massive increase on previously when yeah. I read very sporadically yeah I also think numbers are nice you know <laughs> numbers let you look at achievements but actually I think it's just good to read if you read a bit if you read a little bit I really like um so 
I use an alternative to Goodreads because Goodreads is owned by Amazon. I use an alternative called Scorygraph and I really like it for a lot of reasons. Um, but they have been sort of suggesting readers do what they're calling um, their sort of the 2022 January pages challenge. And it's literally just read a page a day. Oh, that's like, good. This challenge is reading a page a day because actually reading, I, I have found that reading is a muscle. And if you do it, you'll keep doing it. And it doesn't like, comparison is the thief of joy, you know? I read most when I read for myself. I think when you stop comparing yourself to how much you read or even look at the numbers, you just get back to enjoying the content that you're reading rather than thinking about the reputation the content has or what type of content it is. Like I read a lot of webtoons this year and I love reading those. And that counts as reading for me. Like I've changed my uh, mindset on that to think, yes, it counts as reading. Am I reading words? Yes. So it counts as reading and it's a story. And I still imagine, you know, I still use the same muscles that I use when I'm reading a fiction book. It's that, yeah, you know, I'm now, I get to see what the characters look like and I can <laughs> kind of hear their voices and, and enjoy their stories. And it's just a really nice way to immerse yourself in a story yeah but I also think because it's a muscle reading more webtoons means that you read more of other stuff as it's well true. yeah so you you're, you're actively stopping yourself from reading when you stop when you stop yourself from reading you stop yourself from, <laughs> like read what you want to read and you will read mm -hmm. so much more and so much more widely and so much and you will mm -hmm. get so much more out of it yeah and that was also a big thing for me kind of like coming out of uni after doing English degrees was actually just not reading the books that I felt like I had to read or I was expected to read or just but I actually just reading the books that sound interested to me or that like reading um yeah reading what I wanted and like I'm not going to talk about it yet but like uh, my favorite book of the year was kind of definitely one that kind of pushed me out of what I normally read or what I normally perceived myself to read and just actually it's like no actually you know what I like this new genre that I wouldn't I don't know when I was a pretentious teenager have probably let myself enjoy that much <laughs> <laughs> um, I think if there's a narrative to this podcast we are all recovering pretentious teenagers learning to read whatever we want to you know yeah. I just I think back to when I used to like read Twilight in public and be like yeah this is what yeah. I like this is what I'm reading have you read the new one no I haven't I oh haven't. I've read the new one how is it if you want like an absolute trip down memory lane it's it's a it, oh it it made me feel that <laughs> <laughs> was it nostalgia I like to think that I've moved on and I'm better than that mm. now but actually mm. There is no book that I'm too good for and I could 100% fully pretend I was 12 and I was reading Twilight and get so super into it and it just, it didn't, like... I know. When I was a kid, I just read what I wanted to and I didn't care about anyone else and in fact, people telling me I shouldn't read something kind of made me want to read it more. Yeah. And I want to get back to that. I want that. That's my ambition. I think I've done it but this year, but my ambition is to just read whatever I want and enjoy whatever I want. I think that's a great New Year's resolution. I think read whatever you want. Doesn't matter what it is. As long as it's not harming others, yeah. read it. But I, 
I've had conversations with like people doing PH. I'm thinking of, you know, I've had people Mm -hmm. doing PhDs in literature in like really fancy stuff tell me, oh yeah, you know, I read sometimes, but I don't read good books. You know, I read fantasy. I read, I don't know, science fiction. I read, and I'm just like, all reading is good reading. Yeah. You read in the IKEA instructions. That's reading. You did that. That's that's an achievement. Apart from how the IKEA instructions don't have any words on them. What? The IKEA instructions don't have any words on them. There are, but there there are words. There are words. I think they're just pictures. Well, yeah, there are words. <laughs> well, like the warning, safety warnings. They might be in Swedish, but they are words. And I know a lot of people try and figure out the Swedish anyway. Because sometimes the picture is, doesn't explain what it needs to explain. That's why um, you need words. Yeah, but as someone who built her first pieces of IKEA furniture, <laughs> no words. Congratulations! Congratulations! Two trolleys, yeah. a bookcase, and a desk. Okay. Wow. So I think I'm I'm gonna move the conversation along here. Sorry, controlling these two is hard anyway. Controlling them while they're slightly drunk is like <laughs> I feel like I'm steering two children. I just like <laughs> they want to run everywhere, and I'm like, no, please do not tipsy. run off. Tipsy, tipsy. No, yeah. no, they're they're very lightly tipsy. Hopefully, that's how they're gonna stay. So anyway, um, before we get onto some other stuff, we're gonna think on like kind of have there been any kind of book trends that we noticed in 2021? And I'm in particular, I'm looking at YouTube because I'm not very clued into. Oh, books. I'm looking at Faye. Yeah, she's on book talk. She's the only one of us that is. So we're like, please tell us what the oh. the kids these days are reading. We we we, we swap out being the Instagram queen, but she <laughs> is our Instagram guru, our Instagram empress, if you will. Yeah, I try, I try. Yeah, if you see if you're reading an Instagram post, I'm the person to come to if if you've got a problem. <laughs> um, so book trends. Yeah, mm. <laughs> and if it's not written by you, it's influenced by you. <laughs> so book talk. To- Book trends. I think this year we saw a real increase in the presence of book talk. And it's like because now we're seeing it in bookstores, an actual section called book talk. It means they know that we know that they know. Do you know? But they don't know we know they know we know they know. But they know. They know. They know. Anyway, so. I, I think also in book talk, I don't I can't pin what it is that makes that that makes it in book talk. Do you know what I mean? Like what makes a popular book popular? So as someone who I think I have read my share of book talk mm. books, and I think that this is not the only thing there is, mind. But there is something about the instant gratification of a lot of books that people recommend yeah. on there. You know, they're books that you'll just enjoy straight away and you'll enjoy yeah. all the way through. Now, there's some weirdness about this. No one's enjoying the secret history instantly and all the way through, you know? Like, that. it's not a universal rule. But I do think one of the best things about Book Talk is that it's not an all-female reading community, but it's a, it's driven by a largely female readership. And it's becoming powerful. It's it's driven by female readers and female authors in general. Um, 
and it's becoming mm-hmm. a powerful force in the publishing sphere yes and it's sort of about reading books yeah, that you like I agree and and I think there's a lot of people that say oh these booked park books I don't know why they're getting the hype and that's good because it's generating a conversation about books and yeah. conversations about books are good but also I think it's a really positive community most of the time I think so as well I think book talk gets a bad rap just because it is it has a mostly young community but mm. it's encouraging more people to read I would think and yeah. and what I've noticed is definitely you're getting more celebrities creating uh, book clubs or actually talking about books or showcasing books that they're reading like it's not a, a thing we're doing in private anymore it's something that is not like I'm not saying that reading books are a trend or something like that I'm just saying that we're more open about what we're reading and enjoying seeing that on other people just as you would say to someone oh I really like your perfume what are you wearing it's like saying oh I'm really I like the look of that book what are you reading and just learning from each other learning what tastes we all have and what we like and what we don't like and I think that's just a good thing to to do because sometimes you can't rely on a review that's written on a website yeah and I think it's always good to have more spaces to talk about books you know 100% hence welcome to the book table podcast um also I, a trend I've been noticing Greek mythology getting a, a this new like makeover of it's the song of the Achilles view. generation isn't it a hundred percent song of Achilles was a domino that we didn't know was we didn't know t- it was falling and then suddenly it was a couple of years ago and you had Madeline Miller brought out Cersei, but there was just this wave of that was also the year of the silence of the girls and a thousand ships. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they just keep on coming. They I keep love on them. coming. I, I, I do have not as well. Kept up yeah. with them that well. Have, mm-hmm. have you seen the little sneaky preview that Madeline Miller has blessed us with? Yeah, she's doing um Persephone. Persephone. Oh. Persephone. She is. Yeah. Is she? I actually got two of those books free mythology theme books oh, for Christmas but I've got me the new Pat Barker oh a thousand like chips. a follow-up to no is it Pat Barker it's Women of Troy I think it's a follow-up to Silence of the Girls I think Natalie Haynes was a thousand ships and then Ariadne as well yeah. which I'm looking I haven't started either of them but I'm looking uh, forward to them Ariadne I'm, yeah I want to read it. I, I actually want to read all of them if I'm quite honest because do you know yeah. what I'd love to see next? If we've had, if we're going through Greek mythology at this point, 2030, I think we'll start to see Egyptian mythology retellings. And I would love to see that. Bring it on. Norse mythology mm-hmm. retellings, bring it. Because I love it. Hey. I'm a sucker for this hey, stuff. Hey, hey. Who do we know who knows a lot of Norse mythology and is good at writing? Sophie, do you know? Cuz we know. Do you know? Yes. The three of us know. <laughs> but for clarity's sake, I'm pretty, they're talking about me. <laughs> Do you know what I'm trying to manifest? Us going to Iceland next year or the year after oh. or whenever, just soon. And Sophie could tell us all about Norse mythology. Yeah, Sophie, take us. Take, let's all go to Iceland. Let's and... all go to Iceland. I when I was a when I was a teenager. Not when I was a teenager. When we were about twenty, I really wanted Sophie to go and do the Icelandic uh, Norse and Icelandic cultures masters that they offer across the universities 
of Reykjavik and Copenhagen. Oh my god! I was like, we could go visit you in Iceland, and then we could go visit you in Norway, and then oh yeah. Oh Sophie, live our dream for us. <laughs> She's got a master's degree, but you I know, know she does. But now just do another one in Reykjavik. <laughs> oh, I wonder how much of this we're gonna keep in. The game. <laughs> all of it all of it i am master editor i will keep it all in mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um <laughs> well i'll drink to that i think we're gonna see a lot more celebrity book influencing i'm putting out that out now i think yeah. we're gonna see a lot of it there was a really interesting book uh article in the New York Times book section saying that publishers are really struggling to understand how social media followers translate into book sales yeah that like and I thought that was fascinating because it was saying like the Billie Eilish book apparently just didn't sell that well it was fine but it wasn't it it wasn't yeah and and if you look at her Instagram following I mean you would assume it would make bestseller yeah so I think there's going to be fascinating things going on in that because, you know, yeah, I think it's fascinating. Um, and I think TikToks can only exacerbate that because TikTok followers barely see your things. Like a lot of TikTok followers doesn't guarantee a lot of views on anything. You Actually, know I, mean? I, I would say that's the opposite. I think Instagram followers doesn't equate to that, but TikTok does. Oh, interesting. You're honestly, you're the TikTok queen. But I just, I know that when I go on TikTok, I don't see content from people I follow. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. That's what's so good about it. So if you see a recurring book on multiple people's TikToks that you don't follow, you're more inclined to buy that book than say if you just saw somebody publishing a book that you do follow. Yeah, but I think TikTok, it matters about readers, authors, TikToks. I don't think. I I agree with that. I don't think, I think it's about making your book sell on TikTok rather than the pre- um, like book publishing aspect so don't approach somebody with an instagram following to write a book mm-hmm. but actually publish good books and you will see it trend on tiktok and that will equate to sales yeah um one final thing about book trends this year just because it was great um new york times often puts out like oh books that you should read this summer and this summer they did an entire their romance section was entirely focused on um books about uh, same-sex relationships and queer relationships because apparently that is just a really mm. fruitful area in publishing yeah. right now it was uh, sort of centered yeah. around um cassie mcquinton's one last stop but there was just loads of them and it was like yeah no we you know in previous years we couldn't have filled an article with these and although there have always been you know uh speciality bookshops and speciality publishers these are books that are getting into the mainstream yeah. now and we as you know we are fans absolutely in general we love it mm-hmm. keep going so uh i'm gonna move on to our next section and for this i'm gonna hand us over to fee because she has just put in the notes uh i think it just says this or that game segment uh no further instructions mm. or uh explanations of what's going on so i'm gonna leave this one to her and she can take us on a fun drawn i guess can we play a game? Right. So I thought we'd play a game of Would You Rather, book edition. I found this BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed quiz and I thought we'd play. 
So are you in? Mm -hmm. I'm in. Okay. What would have happened so, if one of us just said nah, not into it? Uh, uh, too late. <laughs> <laughs> when you joined this meeting, you signed a contract. <laughs> what about my face makes you think you can say no to me? <laughs> right. Okay. So would you rather? So the game, I will I will say a would you rather? And then we will all say, including me, we will all say what we would rather go mm -hmm. for, what we'd rather pick. Okay. So first okay. one, would you rather only be allowed to read new releases? So even if it was like a sequel or anything, you'd only have, you'd only get to read the first one, right? Or only classics, only when it's made the classic label. Annie's Listeners face. can't see that my face is doing things. That's painful. I'm going to go with new releases, I think. I'm going with new releases. What are you going with, Annie? What counts as a classic? Uh, Don't think B has that information. Uh, mind is computer buffering and it's not working. There is no internet connection for my mind at the moment. Because I think classics is a much broader category than new releases. No, it I has to be classics. So not like modern classics. It has to be like, it is only called a classic. Yeah, but like, you know, is it the second that someone says, oh, that's a classic? Is it no. when there's a critical consensus that it's a classic? Is a 20th century novel classic? How about this? When it enters a school's uh, reading syllabus. A school or a university? Annie, Sorry. I don't study literature. You can't twist the question. Just answer the question. Well, I have a very broad, broad definition of classics. And I'd rather read that than new releases. Okay, like, so you're going for classics. That's it. That's does the, that's the answer. Count? Does does hold ah oh, classics? <laughs> but I'll see you in court. You know, if I can't <laughs> read a book that I want to read. I'll see you in court. <laughs> okay. Right. Moving on. Moving swiftly on. Right. I take every game this seriously. Oh, oh, this is going to be a really good one. This one's a good one. Would you rather not be able to buy any new books until you finished all the ones on your shelf or never be allowed to read any of the books you currently own? Oh, not be allowed to buy any new books. Easy. I agree with that one. Me too. I think I'm going to go with that one too. Like, yeah. uh, I, I have tried to do that so many times. If there was an injunction forcing me to, I might actually read the things I want to. That's my New Year's resolution, so... <laughs> My mum, even stricter, sometimes introduces a one-in-one-out policy. Does she? Yeah. That's a good policy to have, but I just don't have the willpower. Yeah. Right. Okay, yeah. next question. Okay. Would you rather only be allowed to mark your place by dog-earing the pages or have to make a small mark on the corner of every page you've read? Dog-earing, obviously. What's wrong with dog-earing? Okay, I sometimes dog ear. I dog ear. It bends the pages and I don't Fine. like it. I don't like the it's bent book. pages. It's a material object. You've got to read it. 
with I know, but I like my books. I like them and I, I want like to my books them. too. That's why I, you know. But I don't I like sometimes spill coffee smooth. on them. Oh, I like my pages smooth. If I I All right, put I read a small pencil part. mark on every single book you write. I, no, it says pen. Pen. Oh, put a pen mark oh, on Oh, then I'm very good. I picked okay. Yeah, I, I'd probably pen. I'd do the mark. Oh, honestly, I wouldn't care if I had to do both. Um, You know, and in a hundred years, historians will wish that you did both. There's this really annoying trend in bibliography, it, yeah. like in material book studies, where readers will be really detailed in annotating in the beginning and then just give up halfway through <laughs> it'll never change it'll just like you can see the quality of annotations just going down and um but everyone loves people who like very occasionally people will write the date that they finished the book and if they read it again and that's so useful um so honestly read your books destroy your books okay. like scribble all over them because in 200 years that will tell us so much more about who and how was reading mm-hmm. than fee's perfect pristine library will <laughs> you're like hmm, this is the library of someone who never read anything because all of these books are so clean how dare you yeah, you obviously do read them you just you don't leave my you know, habits you leave alone. No trace. Leave them alone. <laughs> you leave no trace, and this will confuse book historians. Right, moving on, moving on. Before I start, right? Would you rather live in your favorite book, but the main character hates you, or your favorite book character is real, but they're actually super annoying, like Emily in Paris, annoying? It depends so much on what my favourite book is and I don't know what my favourite book is. That, that's the same problem I'm having. I'm like, which book am I living in? Who is my favourite character? I don't know. Um, this is hard. Honestly, I think I'll go you know with what? the fair annoying version because yeah, then I'll too. just ignore them. Like, that's not a problem for me. Yeah. Move on. It's sort of like, would you like everything to change versus not much to change only one person who's annoying exists in the world exactly and you know there are many annoying people in the world already <laughs> yeah true right okay would you rather never be able to finish a series or never reread your favorite books i that one's easy for me never be able to finish a series i'm the opposite i've never i love never rereading my favorite books because i, I don't reread books. i just don't uh, reread. i i don't read many series as I'm gonna go with ever be able to finish a series because I it always just bugs oh. me so much if I just think of helping Ben. Like yeah, I, I'm gonna go with that one. Okay. Oh yeah. my gosh, this the next one's yep. a good one. Okay, next one. Would you rather build from Beauty and the Beast, Bell's library in your home or Restored the library of Alexandria. The library of Alexandria. Why would you ever think library? Library of Alexandria. Library of Alexandria. I'm sorry. Would you rather have the complete poems of Sappho or just one library? Yeah, it's there are so beauti- many beautiful uh-uh. libraries in this world. It's a beautiful library. It's a beautiful library. You have to, and if it was in your home, but 
absolutely the I mean Library of Alexandria. Oh, a minute. Us- Rebuild Restore. we get all the text. Restore. So we get yeah, all of the books. Okay, so we get all the documents. That, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know that the burning of the Library of Alexandria set us back a thousand years? In, in I don't what? know if that's particularly true, but I can imagine. I was going to say. I can I, imagine I it did set us back pleasure. as a human as humanity. I think it did set us back because obviously knowledge knowledge is pa- uh, is power. So of course they would burn down the library. Oh, book of um the new book on oh, what's it called Atlas of Six that's coming out next year. Well, hmm. re- being republished. I was thinking about the one about um the mathematician who proves that an object in motion stays in motion unless acted upon. I'll watch any movies about exterior force. Oh wait, did we get shown this clip in school? Does that sound very familiar? I don't know. Uh, Maybe I'm just thinking of something it, else. I watched it anyway, when I was in Durham. Moving on. <laughs> mm. Right, l- last one. Last one. Would you rather? Be in charge of deciding how your favorite series ends or how your favorite author's next book starts. Neither. Yeah, but you can't choose neither. That's why it's called Would You Rather. I need to out here trying to break the game. Neither. With, like, it's, it's like she told us, if you tell her you can't do something, she just wants to do it more. You tell her there's only two options, she's going to find a third. Annie, you can't only one option you have to choose the lesser of two evils choose one right but i just want it on the record that i think i don't want to do either like before i choose one i want it on the record that i i I, i'm choosing how my next book starts that's what i'm choosing yeah because i don't want to think of an ending i want to think of a like i'm not screwing up someone else's series they wrote that whole thing that's not my place they gotta finish it they can just get rid of my but it would it would be an honor to say, how do you want it to end? I'd be like, yeah, no, like, how do you want oh it to end? Gosh, giving me no, such power. No, no. I'd you be know like, the character, you tell me, not me. You know? You're the writer, you like, tell you me. You these characters in your head. You you can do it better than I can. Not doing your job for you. I, you guys, I trust to end my favorite series, but I don't even write book like anyway that mm. was the game everyone obviously <laughs> annie enjoyed it most of all oh, i did say this was gonna be chaotic yeah, i had fun <laughs> you know I, I i'm a nitpicker by mm. trade and i enjoyed playing my trade okay so uh yeah now the chaos is over we're gonna move into the uh final part of the episode and the more traditional kind of uh section of that <laughs> I'm so sorry. Fee is tipsy and is in hysterics about I'm not 100% sure what. I think um, I just giggled at her and I set her off. Okay, it's very <laughs> distracting. <laughs> sorry, I can't. The sight of people laughing just sets me off. Uh, anyway, okay. So we're going to enter the more traditional <laughs> part of our other book wrap up where we're going to talk. I think we're just going to talk positives. We're just going to talk about our favorite buys, our favorite. Yeah book club books from mm-hmm. them of which there are only three but tune back in next year and there will be 12 to choose from and then last of all favorite book of the year so uh fee have you assembled a list of all the books that you bought that were your favorite buys or should i come to you later no my avengers have assembled okay 
do you do you want to as our resident uh, book buyer yeah i was gonna say book buyer addict maybe just trying to figure out yeah as our resident <laughs> trying to send me to rehab <laughs> book buying yes book buying rehab only um would you like to tell us what your favorite buys of 2021 were i'd be happy to <laughs> um <laughs> Um, so my favorite buys have been, so I bought a book in September and it was Eve Babbitt's Black Swans, which is a collection of, um, short stories, I'd say, or maybe essays. It's kind of hard to tell where I'd categorize it in, but I love it. And I feel like Eve Babbitt's is the literary, uh, Daisy Jones and I just love it because it's like 70s, it's LA, it is like rock and roll. And that's who Eve Babbitt is to me. And so that has uh, prompted me to buy more Eve Babbitt's books. And I think this is the start of a beautiful friendship between me and Eve Babbitt, who unfortunately has died. Um, but, <laughs> um, just a, a few days ago, but... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nonetheless, she... she has made a, a, a lasting impression on me that will go beyond her death. Okay. Very nice. Um, I have a couple of sort of unorthodox shout outs that I thought I'd make here. Just sort of books that I haven't really read so much as they have been, they've been there in the background or I'm looking forward to reading. Um, and the first one is um, a book that I both have and bought my mum for Christmas. Um, and it is The Almanac by Liz Leah Lenderts. It's exciting. It's sort of a 2022 almanac. Fee, I think you would really like this. It's got a lot of stuff you're into. So like mm. for every month, it takes you through, oh, these are some important dates. Um, and then it gives you sort of like a traditional festival from that month. Um, it tells you what kind of interesting stuff there is to see in the sky um and deep sky objects but it also tells you the phases of the moon and what the sea's doing um and like it has a full main moon phase chart and then also like oh the new moon is here so why not make new plans that kind of thing it has some advice for gardening by the moon phase which i'm not going to do but it also has because i don't have a garden but it's got like oh these are some seasonal things i'm just i've got it for 2022 and i'm really looking forward to like thinking about the year in this interesting way thinking about the phases of the moon and seasonal vegetables mm. and what you can see in the sky and on the same token a couple of cookbooks that i have really enjoyed using this year first mm. one is um oh i can see it it's a it's a nigel slater cookbook um green feast and it's his sort of, you know, everyday sort of like casual vegetarian, I'm trying to eat less meat. And it's the autumn winter edition. And it's the autumn winter edition because that's the one that I've been cooking with recently. Mm. Um, Any favorites? Any favorite oh, recipes? Oh yeah, I made this great like sort of um, pureed chickpeas with mushrooms and like all the herbs in the world. And that mm. was fantastic. That sounds um, amazing. Yeah, he makes up for the lack of meat with a lot of cream. Just great. Mm, love it. Um, and I'm really looking forward to cooking some more with it. And also Carla Lally Music's Where Cooking Begins. Um, the granola in that is incredible. And 
Indian-ish by Priya, Priya Krishna. Uh, this is the way that my mother cooks, you know, really good Indian food. Um, mm. Sort of adapted to what she could get in America and also like, you know. And my favorite from that is the um, spinach and feta cooked like sag paneer. Because I love me some feta and spinach. Mm. Do you do you I love, love feta. feta? You don't like feta, but you mm. like the TikTok feta recipe, right? I my mum made that, yeah. Yeah. I remember you telling me, oh yeah, I don't normally like feta, but I liked that one. Yeah, I did like that one actually. Mm. Yeah. All right. So what about you? Um my list of buys were were not very long. I was like, can I include a if I if I had to say a book that like I bought for someone that wasn't me sorry I was looking at my waterstones for orders and I was like okay one of them I did <laughs> there weren't many so I don't know where I got my books from but one the one book <laughs> that I bought as a gift for someone this year that I think was really good was Clara and the Sun I gave that to my mum for her birthday back in Aww. April yeah yes yeah that checks out sorry I was like when I don't when know why it? I was confirming that I have no idea <laughs> yeah no so I got that and she really enjoyed that book so I thought that was it Book and then I'd say my other favorite buy has been very something that I've been doing very recently, which is I have just been buying random volumes of the manga haiku when I see them in bookshops. Uh, mostly because I fucking love the anime so much. And after November, I so I did NaNoWriMo and I was just burnt out at the end. So I was like, you know what I need? Mm-hmm. I need good sports stories. So that's basically what I did. I went out. It's about volleyball too. Sorry, I, I, I'm aware that Annie has what this is. I just realized that. So it's a, it's about um, volleyball in high school. It's about a high school volleyball club and it is fantastically written. The author does a great job of giving each team a very distinct um, personality, playing style, um, and then also tying character development into like athletic development if that makes sense so characters it it basically it just makes all the sort of things that happen in matches work on both like a narrative level but then also on a character development level which I think is really good the real sports was the friends we made along the way yes Mm -hmm. exactly it is very much friendship it's just amazing the power of friendship kind of thing so anyway yeah I've been and that's just been the boys are so cute like oh I love Bokuto and I love I just love them all. <laughs> yeah. Also, the thing that he does, every character is lovable. So it's horrible when a team loses because you don't just care about the team that wins. You care about the other team too. So it's just like care about all the teams. Yes. So a team loses and it's like, oh, no, but I love them. I don't want them to lose it. Yeah. It's great. So anyway, yeah, mm-hmm. that was like just a really good, I just needed some really good sports literature. Like that was, yeah, that was a great vibe for me. Uh, so any more buys um, from you? Also, um, Haiku is on Netflix. I really recommend you go watch it because it is fantastic. I love it. I love watching TikToks on it. I bought a volleyball because of it. I'm obsessed. I love it. I love it so much. I love Bokuto. Um, He's my favorite. Yeah. So... Also, oh, can I can I ask you, Annie? So, have you ever? I've never heard of al- almanacs. Yeah, and now they're everywhere. I'd heard of almanacs before, but I'd never and seen one everywhere. in a shop. And now they're everywhere. Can you guys hear me? 
okay good all right so yeah i bought a few hardback books and they look very pretty <laughs> on my bookshelf but i can't buy any more because otherwise my bookshelf is probably going to fall down yeah. and that won't be good um so one of them is um six crimson cranes have you seen that book no. i haven't read it yet but i really love the cover I, I just can't explain it it's just it got me by by cover and i judged it and i loved it so there we go i'll let you know when i read it here at the book table podcast we're big cover people we are big cover people i I know we shouldn't judge a book by its cover but that's so old news like yes the cover a lot of people put a lot of effort into those covers we should appreciate them they are art yeah yeah and and they are our first introduction into the book so a good book deserves a good cover and a good cover deserves a good book the next one is Laura Olympus. So Laura Olympus got a actual published book out and I bought it straight away because I love it. And it is everything I wished it was and more. I thought it was just going to be all the um, work she'd published from a cert- to a certain point and that be put in a book. Mm-hmm. And it is that to that extent, but there's more um, story of Psyche and Eros. And that's a story I love. I love that myth. Oh, it's nice. a very romantic myth for me and there aren't very many happy ending romantic myths in greek mythology so that's one i really love and uh yeah it's really nice and i love it and also also my henley buys i went to henley this summer <laughs> and i bought summer no it was spring spring sorry and i found this little bookshop if you go to henley take a look at their bookshops because there are gems there and they're all independent bookshops and they are really cheap and I found a Greek mythology book like from 1907 and it said Merry Christmas Gladys oh Gladys is our podcast mascot go Gladys yeah yeah good old Gladys 1907 yeah, you go, Gladys. Are you wait? Are you done with the the buys? Okay. Yeah, I was just going to say Merry Christmas to Gladys from the future. <laughs> okay. Oh, Merry Christmas, Gladys. We love you, Gladys. Okay. So obviously, we started the podcast in October, which means that so far we have read only three books However, as part of our book club. Yes. Before we started this podcast, we did have an ad hoc book club that we, I think we started oh, in yeah. January. So do we want to we include did. those books? Wait. I don't know if I remember them enough to well, include I, them. I feel like we shouldn't, but I feel like we shouldn't because I feel like the two of you obviously would pick The Starless Sea as your favourite book club book because that was our... Yeah. yeah. Also, bias. wasn't that from 2020? Yeah. Or 2019? No, we, yeah. We, had that, we had that chat in Zoom, tw- in Zoom 2021. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, oh my god. Well, anyway. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, although I feel like based on our ratings, it might also be slightly obvious which of the three books. Actually, no way. I'm not sure about these. So of the three books that we've read, we have so far read Mexican Gothic, um, by Silvia Maria mm-hmm. Garcia, um, Once Upon a River by Diane Setterfield, and then lastly, as we talked about. Just last week, yeah, Midnight in Everwood uh-huh. by M. A. Kuznia. 
So of those three, which was your guys' favorite? Once upon a river. river. Same. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I thought about this segment and then I was like, didn't we all give Once Upon a River a highest rating? I feel like that's gonna come out on top. But yeah, yeah. so far. I think this segment will yeah. be more interesting next year when we've read 12 books. And I think we also intend to read a greater variety of books uh yeah. next year. We're kind of more consciously yeah. aiming for different themes and different genres because all of the books that we've read so far have fallen into the realm of magical realism in different ways yes. so i think yeah next year there's going to be sort of just yeah more interesting stuff going yeah we planned books. quite um, a bit of next year and we're actually we're really excited to do we're yeah, really we excited about it's gonna be a good year, year. not to jinx anything <laughs> yeah oh god now you're gonna trigger another play you said that in 2020 and look how that turned out <laughs> i'm sorry okay so then on to the big one the big question of any so excited i'm putting on my cozy christmas slippers <laughs> of any book related discussion what was the favorite book overall of any book that we read listened to etc in 2021 and uh oh, you guys can't see that but annie has just stuck a leg up and is showing us her cozy uh <laughs> slippers yeah with the tag still on oh i got them for christmas <laughs> Oh, anyway, okay. My cozy Christmas slippers are on. I'm ready to say I have two books that I couldn't choose between. Okay, fine. Go, go for it. Go for it. Um, but for different reasons. Beat Read by Emily Henry, I've talked about a lot on this podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And it got me back into like I read it and I was like, oh, romance is a genre that I've never read before, and it really got me into it. In a... Have you never read it before? I've never been into romance. No. I got me into it in a big way. I mean, I'd read Twilight, but like. <laughs> and um, you've read like Emma. And I guess contemporary. Yeah, but it got and... me into reading, reading like, weirdly enough, I think it, it got me into reading books marketed towards women specifically. And they're really good. And often I think they don't get enough credit in the publishing or literary world. And Beach Read was just such a good book. Um, But I also wanted to shout it out because I actually read it. For the first, I mean, read. First time I experienced it was a library audiobook. There is an app called Borrowbox, which it's well worth checking if your local library does, where you can borrow audiobooks and ebooks through your local library. And all your li libraries will have very different selections of what they have. Some will have a big selection, some will not. But I discovered Beach Read through audiobook, and I ended up buying that book. And I bought um, her other book, People We Meet on Vacation. But I just want to shout it out firstly as a book that got me into a whole new genre and also sort of got me started on my path of like, I'm just going to read the books that I love. And that turned out to be the most productive way to read for me. But also mm. it's a book that I only discovered because it was in it was in this library and I gave it a punt. And it's honestly one of the best books I've ever read. And, you know go to your library and my other book is um one I don't know if I mentioned this on the last book read episode I read no one is talking about this by Patricia Lockwood and it was the most beautiful okay. and heartbreaking and meaningful book that there has ever been and I um oh it has there's so many stuff so many stuff there's so much stuff that I want to you know 
oh, I just can't explain to you how beautiful and meaningful this book was. I thought about it the other day and started crying. Um, it is that beautiful Aww. and meaningful a book. So I'm just gonna um, go and look at the lines that I... The things she wanted the baby to know seemed small, so small. How it felt to go to a grocery store on vacation, to wake up at 3am and run your whole life through your fingertips. First library card, new lipstick, a toe going numb for two months because you borrowed shoes for a friend's wedding. Thursday, October. She's like the wind in a dentist's office. Driver's license pictures where you look like a serial killer. Getting your bathing suit back on after you go to the bathroom. Touching a symbol for sound and then touching it again for silence. Playing house in the refrigerator box. Letting a match burn down to your fingertips. One hand in the Scrabble bag and then I-I-I-O-U-E. A. Tri eyes racing to the end of the villette. Skip the part about the Crescent sweetheart. Hamburger wrappers on a road trip. The twist of a heavy red apple in an orchard. Word on the tip of the tongue. The portal that just for a minute. This book is so joyful and it's about how we love each other. And I love books like that. And I, it, it's a very serious, very sad book in some ways, but it's, there's a huge amount of joy and love and care and tenderness in it. And I would really encourage everyone to read it. And those are my two best books of 2020. One, 2021. <laughs> okay. Those are my two best books of 2021. See, uh, <laughs> yay. Well, what about you? For me, um, I would say this year in books has been, it, it, I, I would say it's been on the same theme as Annie, which is just reading what I love. And I found some new favourites. And for me, actually, I finished this just a yesterday. And it was Once Upon a Broken heart by stephanie garber i think it is and um it, that i i devoured that book and i rarely do that i was sitting on a train with my mum and i just read it and my mum looked at me and she was like you you're reading that so fast and i just loved it like i was sitting in front of the television and all i wanted to do was read that book and i haven't felt like that for a really long time it's one of those books for me that makes reading so enjoyable it reminds you why you enjoy reading I, I love it I love the cover I bought it in hardback um, I pre-ordered it so I have it's a beautiful cover and it's just a beautiful story um, it's got romance in it and I I love a bit of romance <laughs> mm -hmm. and yeah I loved it uh, another read is um well, Taylor Jenkins read, mm -hmm. <laughs> if you excuse the pun. Um, and I have really enjoyed her as an author. I've only read Malibu and um, Daisy Jones and the Six, but I think reading that through summer and I don't know, it's, it's hard to describe that feeling of just reading a book that just connects with, it just connects to you on a on a soul level if that makes sense yeah and you know it's it's kind of it's weird that it's based more on, a, on an aesthetic that I love rather than perhaps the the meaning and the the humanity within the characters but I, I read it I read both of them through summer and I just loved it and 
I am definitely reading um what's the next book that's the next book is I don't know the seven Hu- husbands of Evelyn Hugo I've yet to oh, read okay, that's an older one yeah but that's the one that's the most popular mm-hmm. on, tic- uh, on TikTok and mm-hmm. and I think her most popular but Malibu and Daisy Jones and the six I loved and yeah she I think she's an author that I'm going to pre-order from in the future and I'm just really enjoying her work what about you Sophie okay so yeah my reasons for my favorite book are actually I think very in line with both of you in particular Annie my favorite book that I read or well actually I listened to this on audiobook um was Red White and Royal Blue by Casey McChrystal Mm. so Mm -hmm. I listened to this I first listened to this on audiobook back in like April and I have listened to it I'm not sure how many times but it might be as many as 10. I have listened and re-listened to this book over and over again because I finished Mm -hmm. it and the first thing I did was go back and play it again because I wanted to experience it again and very similar to Annie I didn't read a lot of romance as a teenager um and the only romance books that I kind of allowed myself to read was stuff like John Green which kind of you know dresses itself up as like you know like it's romance Very but it's, yeah it's got all these kind of like pretentious things going on around the edges we love um, John Green we love pretension but you know yeah yeah we also it's, love red white and royal blue it feels like it's it's you know at least you know sometimes it feels like it's a romance but you know to not for people that want to just read romance but red white and royal blue is just like a straight rom-com and there are you know great things to love about it I like the meditations that it has on queer history I like the way that it um you know incorporates a lot of ideas of history and all of that kind of thing but mostly I just enjoyed it It was the first time I've ever sat down and read a book that is just a rom-com and loved every second of it and as a genre that I've never really engaged with before um yeah that was just a really nice feeling and it was nice to just sort of be like yeah okay maybe this is a thing that I do enjoy and this is a thing that I will continue to enjoy and I don't need to be embarrassed that this is a genre that is predominantly associated with women I think is kind of where that kind of experience was coming from or kind of why I loved it as a book because I love the characters but then I also kind of love it as a book for just kind of yeah letting me into kind of a new genre and yeah, also pushing me towards that kind of I'm reading what I want to read and not what I feel like I should read because I have an English degree and a master's or whatever. It's just I'm reading what I want. Um, mm-hmm. And that's always just a really nice feeling. And that's definitely what I hope to continue doing in 2022. I think the theme of this is in 2021, we learned to read what we wanted to read. Mm-hmm. And in 2022, we're going to do that again. Yes. Again. Version again. Two. But more. This time, it's personal favourites. Anyway, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank you for coming to our New Year's Eve party. Our little... We look forward to spending the next year reading with you, you know? Yeah. Thank you for listening. So, uh, yeah, as always, you can find us on Instagram at the Book Table Podcast. Um, And our book club book for January is Exciting Times by Nisha Dolan. Nisha Dolan. Um, yes, that's what we'll be reading uh, in January. So please feel free to read along and we'll discuss it at our next book club episode. And I think 
yeah, that's it. I think from everyone at the Book Table Podcast, we wish you a very happy new year. Here's to hoping that 2022 is better. Absolutely. <laughs> Have a great 2022 and we'll see you there. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.